Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. The 1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Warning, when hiking, Carl may ask embarrassing questions such as, hey, what's that brown grainy stuff we're walking on on the trail? Answer, just smile, nod, and walk on. Hello, B&B. This is Derek, and with me today is the only man who asked if a trekking pole was the same as a javelin spear, Carl Mandrioli. <laughs> What's going on, my man? How you doing, bud? Doing good, man. Thank you. Doing good. With me today is Derek Somerville. He's a man who sometimes wears his underwear on the outside of his shorts because he wants to be a hiking superhero. Yeah, who doesn't? Yeah. Something embarrassing about that, you know. I think I think underwear is going to come up today. What do you think? I think you have at least three things about underwear or pooping. Is my guess. <laughs> well, these are embarrassing questions you are afraid to ask. That's the title of our episode today. It is. And I was thinking about this, and I think there's definitely people that are listening that might be afraid to ask some of these questions. But generally speaking, our audience is pretty open with stuff. So. These might be questions they've already flexible. asked. Flexible. I think they're flexible. Um, so before we begin today, guys, today is brought to us by Summit Strength, helping amateur hikers get to the top of mountains through sports science experience. Summitstrength.com.au. Carl, there's going to be some fun... Uh, I have some... Well, I have some challenges for you that I want to see if you can uh, be flexible with, you know? Um, okay, just random challenges in the middle of the episode? Well, not challenges. I mean... The questions are challenging. Like do 10 push-ups while we're recording. Can you do 10 push-ups? Mm, nine. How many, how many pull-ups can you do? Just out of curiosity. Those are tough. Pull-ups? Chin-ups. Uh, Chin-ups, you know. I don't know. Like 10, maybe? Three? In a spot? I feel like three or four is more accurate for you. <laughs> okay, why are you asking me this? Can I, I bring it back to the episode? Okay. Shout out to Dixie from Homemade Wanderlust. She's the, um, mm. the woman who is one of the more popular... YouTubers out there, and she was yeah. kind of the inspiration for this episode because you're the one that found her video. That like this is your your call on this episode. This is your baby, and we are going full. This is my baby. Oh, yeah, like we were inspired by some of her ideas, but definitely kind of put our own twist on things for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think um, yeah. I was just kind of browsing. Her. I like to browse YouTube as many of us do, and I, I stumbled upon it, and I was like, oh, that's a good idea. Let's let's dig into that a little bit. So um, it should be fun. Yeah. All right, so verse for the day, Genesis 3.19. By the sweat of your face, you will eat bread till you return to the ground. Because from it you were taken, for you are dust, and to dust you shall return. 
So this is kind of like the fall of man, and so, you know, by the sweat of your face, sweat of your brow. So the Lord tells us that we are meant to labor and to sweat on our face for our work, but he does not warn us about butt sweat. So what's the deal with that? That's just part of life, bro. That's just part of life. Um, that's one okay. by comment. I'm going to keep track. Well, this is this is going to this is kind of where we're going with this is like because I think people have some issues with some of these things, right? With butt sweat? For example, have you ever, you know, like you, you get that butt sweat going, right? And then you go and you're hiking, and you, you know, you're going up a mountain whatever, and you sit on a log bench or something that absorbs mm. and you make the mark mm. and when you get up, you've left a butt sweat mm. mark. Are you embarrassed when you get up? I'm proud. I think I'm more proud, you know? Okay. It, it reminds me. I think some people are embarrassed. It reminds me of how far I've come. And uh, okay. I know that you <laughs> have only had the butt sweat mark maybe, what, two or three times in your life. And and that just should just tell you <laughs> you're not doing enough, you know? So, right. Um, I'm not trying hard enough. I think people get embarrassed by stuff like that. So, yeah. What would you say to somebody who's embarrassed by something like that? If I was on the trail with them or... Just, just in, in general, general, just people that are listening that might say, you know, I don't want to <sighs> sit down because I don't want to leave a butt sweat mark. I mean, we're guys, we're outdoors. It's nasty. It's gross. This is the beauty of, of just saying, forget all the stuff I do back at home for a few days, getting nasty with nature. I mean, who cares, right? Like we're out right. there. Be proud. Like that's, that's my motto. That's my okay. mentality. Um, now if I'm walking around with poop all over my pants, I mean, I might want to do everybody <laughs> else around me a favor. So, gotcha. uh, but it's sweat, you know, like, um, whatever. Embrace just the sweat is what you're saying. Embrace the sweat or okay. just jump in the river more and cool down more. I don't know. All right. So my solution is actually just to use the curvature of the sweat marks, throw some rocks and maybe some some little gravel down and make a face out of it. Just kind of make light of it. That is super awkward. And I would love to videotape yep. you doing something like that. I think. Uh, already done, my friend. Already really? done. This yeah I got yeah I'm doing uh, some some weekly or biweekly YouTube videos I got it. Covered. Why am I not surprised? I like that. All right, yeah. Looking forward to that. <laughs> okay, that's that's our little intro type of embarrassing question that you might be afraid to ask is what do you do about butt sweat? So that's one that came up that was inspired from her video. So I thought that was kind of funny. But mm. all right, so I have my list of questions or yeah issues that people might be concerned about maybe afraid to ask like is anybody else like concerned about this or bothered by this and you've got yours i do what's your first one so my first one i'm gonna start simple i'm gonna start simple this was a question that i thought was kind of uh appropriate but i don't think many people think about it so um, to ask it might be kind of might you know you might feel kind of ridiculous. Um, one question uh, there was talk about the fuel canisters and um, okay you know how we carry the fuel canisters. Wait, are you just talking about the fuel canister like using it as part of the firing? Uh, if you want me to, I can. I have other examples of that, but I'm not going to. Okay. Yeah, so I like that. Yeah, it's thanks. Um, so the fuel canister has somebody. Some a lot of people had asked online. There was a lot of discussion topics about like how or should should I put the plastic cap? Do I need to have that back on the fuel canister? So you're already laughing. This this tells me this is the perfect question to talk about today. I'm so embarrassed. I don't know what to do with the plastic cap well, on a fuel because, canister. That's the yeah, question. Yeah, that is the question. <laughs> See, it's people like you, Carl, that people do not want to hike with because you're going to laugh at their silly questions. 
There is no dumb question here today, Carl. Okay. There's no judgment, maybe from you, not from me. No, I think uh, <laughs> okay. they were saying, like, is it important? Would it cause some type of hazard? Uh, what if, what if you know, dirt or dust gets in there? Like, what's they, they're, just, they're just unsure. Right. So they're like, do I need to have this plastic cap? So what do you say to that? Like, let's okay. discuss that for a minute. Like, what is your thought on that whole thing? I, don't, I have not thought about that ever. The only thing I use the plastic cap for is I leave the cap on in my gearbox that I know that I've never used that canister. So if the cap's off, I know it's, you know, like partially empty. Sometimes it's hard to tell. So you just do it as like an inventory kind of system. Yeah, and I just throw, I'm not concerned at all when I throw that thing in the... I don't, I'd say the simple answer is no, you don't need it. Um, okay. I mean, you can have it, but I think, is it necessary? Like we've gone on like what, uh, a million trips and... One million. We like never bring it and nothing... I don't know. I mean, shaving you, fractions of ounces. Right shaving there. fractions of ounces. Now, if you're like right. burying it and and playing, uh, you know, burying it in the dirt and like making sure there's dirt in there. I mean, maybe you can have some problems like attaching it to right. whatever you're attaching it to. So that might be a problem. But um, for the most part, no. I'd I'd okay. say no. I don't I don't think it's important. Thank you for that. Thank you. There's no question too small today, Carl. I will trust that you found multiple sources online where that was an issue. People were were kind of embarrassed, and maybe you know whatever username on whatever site they that you found them on was anonymous. And so you know what? Like, this uh, is... It was on your favorite site, Section Hiker. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. Uh, but there were <laughs> there were lots of questions. I did not include them today, but there were lots okay. of questions. Believe it or not, about your favorite topic, footprints. So there's a yeah, lot of people who use the footprint. I just you no, know. they do. No, for sure they do, and they're and they just are very protective of the bottom of their tent, which is fine. You just That's don't fine. need it. So anyway, my <laughs> first question <laughs> is: uh, This is some a question actually somebody has had. They didn't ask this question, but they had this issue on a trip that I was on. Is there even a small chance that a wild animal will tear through my tent and attack me at night? <laughs> See, now I'm laughing. Is there a small chance? Yeah. Well, no, people have fear of animals, and especially if they're newbies and they just you know, haven't spent a lot of time. They didn't grow up camping outside. They have mm. this genuine fear, and this actually causes restless sleep or just simply lack of sleep. So they want to know, like, is this going to happen? I'm going to be honest with this one, and uh, I'm going to base it on something I saw on TV. Okay. Uh, there was a lady sitting in a barber shop. Everybody was just having a great time, and all of okay. a sudden, a giant deer buck just crashed through the window over the couch mm. and through the shop and then they chased it back out so would somebody have said is that possible i would have said no way but right. it happened so there's always a slim chance uh yep. i don't know maybe there's a bunch of deer a bunch of bears and maybe they're not really going for you but maybe i don't know maybe they tripped on your backpack and fell through the thing like i don't know it just it could happen is it slim yep. yes i'd say it's slim I, um for them just to like, I think, I feel like, correct me if I'm wrong, but it feels like most animals are more about like, including the bears, like more about like the snooping around, sniffing for right. a while, you know, lumbering around. They're not just going to come like barrel over your tents, yeah. smash you, you know what I mean? Because they're curious. For sure. Yeah. I think it can for sure happen, but like you said, the chances are very, very slim. We, let's see, I've had the bear sniff my head before going by my tent. And then you and I have had the deer attack our backpacks trying to yeah. chew the salt up in glacier national park yeah. but chances are slim however i would say if you genuinely have that fear i would say solution is to bring a dog with you that way mm -hmm. the dog can alert you to every little creature and every little sound at night 
you know, and so wouldn't that drive you nuts? So that will give people peace of mind. But the the downside is that you just can't bring the dog in and you're not supposed to bring one in a national park. So you're kind of, you're limiting yourself as far as where you can go. But if that's a genuine concern, maybe you bring the dog until you grow comfortable out there and you're like, Oh, this this is fine. It's not going to happen. What about the theory of like pitching your tents or your shelters near like right up against trees or near trees? You know, so that way right. the bears are forced to kind of like walk around it or it's, it's not going to just kind of run through your tent or whatever. Yeah. Have you heard about that or no? So I've got, you know, there's actually something to that where I've got a way to alert you. I was going to save that for another episode though. So I'm going to, I'm going to hold off on that. Ooh. So yeah, I've got a way where you, where you can use a tree to help alert you of yes. animals in camp. Okay. Yes. So that, that you're, you're Booby onto traps. something. There. I like it. We should do an episode about booby traps. Yes. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. No, we, yeah, we need more of those. Second, what's your second one? Second question has to do with uh, medicine. So let's say, mm. let's say I'm going on a long through hike for like you know, John Muir Trail. I'm gonna be gone like I don't know three, okay. four, five, six months, whatever. And I have to take medication, or I have to take uh, shots, or like I, maybe I need insulin. Not insulin. Is it insulin? Like like some people have like the diabetes yeah. uh, injections they got to take, or whatever. Like how do right. how am I able to get that? Am I able to get that medicine that far out in advance? Because normally they don't, you know, give it to you that far out in advance. You know the the obviously the YouTube channel and there's some other websites that we're all talking about. You know it is it is possible, especially if you go to. You know, like larger pharmacies, not like your podunk little mom and pop pharmacy, but like a bigger pharmacy, like a Walmart, maybe a CVS, uh, maybe a Walgreens, something like that. Even a Costco, possibly. Um, mm-hmm. And you, and, and and probably the main thing is, and, and especially in my case, I have girls. My two girls take a lot of different types of medication, so I am very. Uh, um, rehearsed in, in asking for it ahead of time or asking for an extension. So if you explain the situation to your doctor and he's like, look, this is what's going on. I need this for this amount of time. We're going to go on this trip or we're going to be here or there. Usually they're pretty understanding. Um, and Do you think that that would actually work for, for pain medication? That's right. And that's what I was going to say. Like depending on the medication, if it's it could be harder or easier. So, you know, if you just need a bunch okay. of pain meds, maybe you don't even need to be going on a long trail if you're gonna if you need pain meds every day because hiking and backpacking is gonna add to your uncomfortability physically for sure right so um things to think about so but mainly the answer is you there are ways to get it you you definitely need to talk to your doctor and explain your situation and see what he says and and consult them but but Mm. the big pharmacies are um capable of doing that and they have, and they will do people it. People are a little, yeah, people can be embarrassed about the fact that they need, you know, certain kind of medication and that they're not forthright yeah. about that. So this actually, I did see this in my own research that this was an issue. So there were, this is a good one. Good yeah. Job. Good yeah. Job. Yeah. I like that one. Um, all right. So my second one is a pretty significant issue, more significant, more significant than I think people are willing to admit. Mm. How do I, how can I really enjoy backpacking if I absolutely hate bugs? Oh, yeah. Okay. That's a good one. People, I mean, sometimes, like for me, I guess I've gotten used to them, but we were on a day hike last summer and I didn't think the bugs were like that bad at all. And right. one of the guys I was with was, com- you know, a grown adult. He was complaining, like more than the kids, about the bugs. And I thought, man, some people just hate the bugs. You know, uh, this is an area I need more empathy, and I think I think God gave it to me on the gravel pit lake trip because 
Like, I'm kind of like you where mosquitoes are there. They get mm-hmm. me, but I'm not really... They're not, like, swarming me like some people. And I don't, I don't really... So it doesn't really bother me, like, the flies right. and all that. Because it doesn't really bother me. But that gravel pit year, like, uh, you guys found me, I think, as you were approaching the trail, just in the fetal position on the ground. There were oh, so many right. bugs in my face. Right. I couldn't even see. Um, so I know that there's people that have that... Yeah struggle where the bugs just swarm them so and, and just side note on that i can't tell you how many times we've been hiking down the trail and we found derek like that like in the field position on the ground just sitting there. i can tell you i can tell you how many times <laughs> once okay once uh carl it's every night in the tent uh if he doesn't eat the proper amount of food so the i would say that uh my my, my input for that and give me yours as well is is for sure, like I started wearing like long, like those, uh, you know, zip away pants, shorts mm-hmm. that you can get at REI. So I, I have zero bug bites on my legs anymore. And then I would wear like three quarter length sleeve sleeves or long sleeve type shirts that are like wicking shirts that are cool and they dry quick. Yep. So I, I'd wear those. those. Those eliminated a lot of bug bites. And this, this, the mosquito that you wear, you wear a mosquito, like you, you have like a whole mosquito outfit. Right. I was going to say, yeah, if you're worried about your face, just put right. on that like mosquito netting hat, which they have all over okay. the place. So I don't know. We don't even use bug spray. Some of our friends do, but I have found it to be pointless in my experience. It's a temporary solution to a bigger problem. And if you're really bothered by it, yeah, here's my solution is simple solution, especially if you're trying to get into backpacking, but bugs are the one is it kind of the thing that's holding you back or that's the one thing you can, are concerned about when you're doing your trips is I would just go mid august or later because you never know when that bug season is it's different every year sometimes it's early sometimes it's late but you're going to reduce your chances of, of hitting the bug season if you go later in the season the drawback is the water's not flowing as much so if you're going in an area with less water you might have fewer filter options and if you're going in a place that has awesome waterfalls they're not going to be flowing as much so total disappointment you said well there's other things to see besides those things my friend yeah, but those are highlights, my friend. So I they mean, what are, if you we don't you plan a majority? There are trips you can do though that we were talking about where you're up high up in the mountains the majority of the time, and a lot yeah. of bugs are down like on those tree line areas. So right, um, I, true. Yeah, that's another good point. Is yeah, just plan your trip to to hit above tree line. That's that's actually really good advice. Yeah, uh, yeah, and you can also camp on passes, which are going to be windier. So you're going to have the wind as an issue, but you're not going to have mm, the bugs. No bugs, which yeah, is Yeah, and I'm not talking – I mean, you could camp on high mountain passes, but there's smaller passes you can camp on that – we've done that before to avoid the bugs. Yeah. I think sure. if you kind of work your way back from mid-August and get used to seasons with kind of light bugs, you, you start to get used to bugs after a while, and it's not – they don't bug right. you as much. Get it. That's fine. That's, fine. That's good. All right. What's your third one? Last one. What you got? My third question is, uh, it's a doozy. You know, and I, I questioned this early on. <laughs> I questioned this early on even when I met you because you asked me to do this two or three times and I had to decline. Um, you know, how well, mm. guys, do you have to know somebody to share a tent and or sleeping bag? Um, share a sleeping bag? What? Well, yeah. If, you, if things are... Okay. <laughs> Do you mean a shelter? <laughs> Let me I'm not sharing a sleeping bag. I'm not sharing a sleeping bag with you. I did, I did not ask you to share a sleeping bag. That's what you told me. I was like, Carl, I'll share a tent with you, but I'm not sharing a sleeping bag with you. It's, like, <laughs> it's, 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 a, mummy, it's a mummy shape. I'm not doing it. 
I found this question as well, Derek. It was tent or shelter, not tent or sleeping bag. Oh, well, Section Hiker told me something else. So I will say that was the first time I saw Carl cry and get in the fetal position after disappointment. But um, I don't know, Carl. How well do you have to know somebody to share a tent or shelter? What's your what's your what's your minimum? Like, what if I mean, let's say obviously you and I know each other really well, so that's that's a lot of bit different than like, let's say it's like a first timer right. on the trip and you didn't plan the trip. Like, you know, am I the so the so the other option is obviously to bring your own kind of solo tent or bivy sack to avoid that, right? To avoid any mm-hmm. discomfort. And I think that's an option a lot of people are opting for now is they're just like, I don't want to bother with having to deal with, you know, somebody getting in and out of the, out of the tent. I don't want them mm-hmm. to wake me up. I don't want to have to wake somebody else up. Sure. So they're going, they're going with their own option. But if you're trying to save a little bit of weight and, and you're, you know, you want to share a tent, then that's a person to person decision. But I'm pretty open to sharing with, with anybody. Like if, as long as we've had kind of a car ride up so we can kind of get to know each other, that is fine. I, I think after that first time you learn something about them, like are they, you know, do they go to bed early, late? Do they wake up early? Or do they bother you? Do they snore this and that? And then you right. can kind of adjust from there. Right. But for me, not that much. Look, guys, if I can share, if I can share a tent with Carl, you guys can share a tent with anybody. I'll just leave it at that. But I, I would say that there is a... Because my biggest issue is... Snoring. Uh, <sighs> what? That is not true. Smells. Come on. What? Okay, that's better. Smells. That's better. Farting. Yeah. Um, feet. <laughs> I st- uh, <laughs> which all three is something you have experienced. Anyway, uh, so I stopped the chili mac with beef years ago, so I don't, I don't think the smells are really mac. legit, but that's fine. I would say there's benefits though to, to sleeping in a tent because it's fun to like you know talk in the tent, goof around. Um, it, bu- it builds yeah. camaraderie and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, but that right. might come over time. That might come over like you know you have a trip or two with these guys, and then it, it becomes more natural. It becomes easier. So now you you're make you're you're kind of poking fun at me, but I would predict that I am your favorite person to share a tent with. You are no, you are, you definitely are for okay. sure because you're mine for um, sure. Aside from my wife, aside from my wife, of course, obviously, yeah. Well, yeah. if you're talking about just our trip, then yeah, it's you. Yeah, yeah. I think we have a lot of fun, but I I think you know. I always try to err. I, I'm kind of like you. I, I would err on the side of like, yeah, I'll you know share a tent with somebody new just to like help them feel more comfortable, try to have fun with them. But you also want to like understand like, okay, it sounds like they're winding down. Or it sounds like they're getting tired. So you want to be sensitive to that stuff, especially if they're new. But once they've been on a few trips, like I don't care. Like I'm just going to harass them to no end. So good question. It's all fair. Fair game. Okay. That was, that, yeah. that was a good one. I like that question. And some people, I think, I think the bigger issue though with that question is when you're talking about sharing a tent with, or, or a shelter, maybe if you're through hiking, say the Appalachian Trail, and mm-hmm. now you're with a bunch of strangers and you're like, I don't right. know this person, especially if, if you're talking right. from the standpoint of a woman who's with some burly dudes they don't know. For, I, w- I would be more cautious in that regard. I'm thinking of, you know, when my daughter grows up, like I wouldn't want her kind of getting too adventurous in that regard. Well, yeah. And yeah. Yeah, just know. I mean, you never know. Strangers can be scary on the trails, but you know, stranger danger, man. Stranger danger, and I think I'd be more scared of strangers than animals, honestly. Like, you know what I mean? People are weird. When people, when someone, when somebody's coming down the trail towards you, who's a backpacker, you get a little nervous. Uh, Well, have you seen what I look like? Why would I get nervous, right? So, (laughs) you just said you're afraid of strangers. No, I meant like when you're going to bed, like when you're sleeping at night. Like, I'd be more afraid of people. 
I don't know. Maybe they're hiking at night and they see you. you know, like I'd be more worried about something like that than a, like a bear okay. or an animal, honestly. But or if you didn't know your tent mate that well, they're just like they stay awake and just stare at you the whole night. Mm, yeah, I questioned that's you creepy. the first year for sure. Yeah, that's fair. But yeah, I think we talking like co-ed situation. So for me, mm-hmm. I'm just yeah the only person I'm willing to share a tent with. Obviously, is my spouse, and that's not gonna ever change sure. and i think anyway so i get that that's and that's discussion. fine i think you know obviously there's groups of people that aren't married that go out boys girls guys girls uh right. i would i would say it's imperative to set clear expectations before you mm-hmm. go out um especially if you're a girl obviously on that type right. of stuff so if you're uncomfortable i would set clear expectations like yeah i know i'll share tents with anybody but like this is my expectation or whatever um just so right. that there's no gray areas just try to make it as black and white as possible That'd be my input. Yeah. So sounds like wisdom, my friend. All right. My last one. Do it. Here we go. Do it. Here we go. How long should one pair of underwear last you Mm. before you swap it out? And then I have like a kind of an addendum question to this. Can you turn them inside out to make them last longer? Uh, You and the dirty clothes. We know about the socks, everybody, right? So... This is not a sock question. It's, it, it's all, it all falls in line, though. It, it goes on okay. a smelly part of the body, right? So, uh, personally, me, underwear, I'm just going yeah. to pound that sucker out the whole trip. I'm pounding so it out. So, one pair for four days. You know it. Because when I wipe, I wipe. And I'm good. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, you think, so you're not turning inside out. You're, you're sticking with that, that same pair. Sometimes, literally, sticking, yes. Yikes. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I just, I think it's just the minimalist packing in me. Like I don't want to bring an extra pair, but I don't have to, I'd rather bring, I'd rather bring it like a swim trunks or like an extra pair of shorts or, you know, cozy pants or something. So I can't, it's hard for me to justify. And I've done it so many times where it's like not a big deal. So I think maybe I'm just used to it. So if you're not used to it, then bring a couple pairs, like big deal. Yeah, no, that's disgusting. Uh, yeah, I bring, (laughs) I bring two. Yeah, you're saying. <laughs> I, think, I think two two minimum but what you can do you know is is when you swap out your dirty pair you can you know just you can wash it you know even just rinse it out and and pour some river water on it whatever and yeah. and squeeze out the dirt and the grime and the smells hopefully and if you're embarrassed to let it dry on your pack as you're hiking the next day then just strap it to somebody else's pack uh i actually did that one time um i have yeah. i have washed the yeah, I have washed them on the trail. And you strapped your underwear to somebody else's no, pack? No, I would have done it to your pack for sure. I strapped, I strapped it to my pack. That's what I'm saying is, is, is if you get embarrassed, is, these are embarrassing questions, so just do that. And then, then you know, as you're passing other hikers, you're like, oh, that guy's got some... You want to talk about embarrassing? I remember I left my underwear and I had to come back for yeah. it. Yeah. And you guys all were there. You, you know, did not seem embarrassed about that at all. You seem like, like that's just my story. It's hard to embarrass me, but if I get embarrassed, you got to do something good. So, okay. But I'm all, I'm all fair and game, fair right. love and war and all that stuff. But uh, yeah, I would hang it on the back of my backpack. I don't have a problem with that. Okay. The se- and the second part of the question, can you turn them inside out? Some people actually will do this, some through hikers specifically. Yeah, I can see that. that. Maybe it's like a placebo effect kind of thing, but really getting back to the whole butt sweat issue, like you're sweating through them anyway. So it's not any cleaner on the front. I mean, maybe slightly cleaner. Are you sure though? Are you sure? Because what if the you know poops on one side but not on the other? Is the poop going through? That's uh, you know that's disgusting. I'm not even talking. I'm talking about just the sweat and dirt and whatever bacteria is living there. So I I think that you don't you don't turn them inside out, do you? No, I don't. But I'm saying like if you aren't the best wiper, 
or you ran out of teepee or whatever, and you got poop in there. Sounds like you want to talk about toilet paper. This is right part now. of life. Like, and you flip them okay. inside out, the poop's on the outside, then, then you, that is. There's no poop. People, people are adults and they know. You're telling me doing. people have no streaks in their underwear? Are you serious right now? <laughs> are we having this conversation? Adults? Yeah, for sure. Uh, I don't. For sure, okay. they, no, I'm not I saying don't I examine do. Examine other people's underwear, apparently, like you do. So I didn't say examine. I said we, you know, we have discussions <laughs> about it. So it can't be worse. It can't be dirtier to turn them inside out. So if you want to turn them inside out, turn them inside out. But okay, I agree that if that if that helps you again with the placebo effect, but I don't think it actually really, I don't think it really does anything for you. Less poop. Less poop. Okay. Um, okay. All right. So that those are our three questions. We had some more, but I think those are embarrassing enough. Derek loves talking about the awkward, embarrassing questions, and I think that you you fully embraced them. Did I? I did. I did. Yeah, I felt like good. I did. I hope I did. Right. Um, I, let me throw one more quick one in. What is the lightest option to prevent chafing? And excuse me, we've thrown around the, the body glide idea. Body glide is like ridiculously expensive for for what it is. It's just like a stick of mm. Vaseline. And so I think I mentioned this season one. Grease. Check out Sport Shield. Mm. It's just like individual lubricating wipes. Lightweight, less than an ounce if you are concerned that chafage will be a problem on your hike. And it shouldn't be an ongoing problem. Like you got to figure out why you're chafing. Like is it bad underwear fit, bad shorts fit? It's usually a clothing issue. Right. You're, so. you're definitely a chafer though, right? I have had, I had a significant chafage issue years ago where I had a red mark that was yeah, that was in my groin area, and I was kind of hobbling mm. along the trail, and I did not make that mistake uh. again on a backpacking trip. So, yeah, I've been a chafer, okay. for sure. Way to, way to learn. Way to learn. Okay. Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal. Develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com Knives, machetes, saws, and shears. Multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, MidwayUSA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecovis store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovis.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today.
Okay, this is my trivia, right? It is, my friend. It is. Okay, good thing, because I prepared for it. So, uh, sticking with the theme, it says, what, uh, my, my question is, what are the biggest fears people have when backpacking? And so I'm going to continue to pose like thoughts and questions, and you've got to tell me, are these common fears for newbies specifically? People that are maybe haven't jumped into the whole backpacking realm yet, or maybe mm. they're just, they've gone on one or two easy trips, whatever. So your answers are simply yes or no. Okay. Okay. So I pulled these from multiple sites. And so if I saw kind of some common themes as far as like concerns people had, that would be a yes. Okay. Others that I might have made up would be a no. <laughs> and these are referring to only newbies. Like issues that newbies might be having for backpacking or camping or just kind of going outside. <laughs> okay. Or going outside right. just of their house. Okay. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Maybe not just going outside. There you go. Uh, going outside for extended periods of time. Sorry. All right. Are you ready? Yeah. I've got five of these. All right. First one. Oh, boy. The ground is hard. How am I going to get good sleep? <laughs> is this a concern for a newbie? Are you, are you laughing because you're making fun of the, the novices out there that don't know? I'm just trying to, case? you know, no, no, no. You already, I'm always trying to figure out which ones you made up. This sounds like a legitimate problem, though, like okay. uh, as a newbie, because I, I yeah. thought about it. So I'm going to say, yes, it's a legitimate fear. Like, how do I get good sleep? Okay. What do I do? Yes is correct. So, and this is really important. So it's all about your sleeping pad being thick enough and having a high enough R value to keep you warm. That's how. And oh, and having a good pillow. Pillow's huge, our value bigger. Yeah. Sleeping bag is good too. You don't need to have like the most expensive sleeping bag though to, to get started. You can have some some cheap ones that still keep you warm. Yeah. Number two. Okay. So, so one for one. Next one. Yeah. Here's another fear. I'm probably gonna freeze to death. Oh. Uh is that a fear a newbie has? I'm gonna say Yeah. And and this is like this is maybe some exaggeration, but they're concerned about freezing. Uh, I'm gonna say no. I mean, I don't know. I haven't met, I don't know. Nobody I talked to, including myself, was worried about freezing to death. Yeah, I mean, like, about where am I cold? going now? Am I going? Um, my wife is concerned about getting too cold. She's, she's not, not a newbie, about freezing though. to death, but she's not a newbie either, but she wants she wants to be warm. So it doesn't apply. It doesn't apply, though. It does apply because we've taken different steps to to do that. That's not where my research comes from, but this is actually... Oh. This is a this is a concern people have is freezing. So when they think of going into the mountains and staying overnight and not having anything heated, then they're concerned about freezing to death. I'd say I, I was more concerned with just not sleeping because I'm cold, but not necessarily okay. I'm going to freeze to death. You know what I mean? Right. So if that's again question, exaggeration, but still, just the idea of freezing or being really uncomfortably cold, right? I guess I guess okay. If it's uncomfortably cold, then yes, for sure. Okay. But well, freezing, you change your, your tune. I'm still going to mark that one as wrong. How about that? <laughs> freezing to death? <laughs> I don't think people are worried about freezing to death. I think they're worried about yeah. being too cold to sleep. Maybe yeah. your question's flawed. So we'll just maybe we'll just throw Probably. that one in the Probably. trash. Speaking of flawed questions, here's another one for you. Uh, how <laughs> am I going to get my morning coffee? Uh, you don't drink coffee. People love their coffee. People love their coffee, yeah. They have, um, is this yeah. something that they're worried about, newbies? Uh, yeah, I'm going to say yes. Yeah. I'm going to say yes, they are, because a lot of people are obsessed with coffee. I didn't think you were going to get this one right, but that is correct. Yeah. yeah, they are concerned. They may not know about the Starbucks VA mm-hmm. or some of these other kind of instant coffees, right. and they want some of their creature comforts, and they're like, ah, I need that to function in the day. And I think so it, about once that. you say coffee, I'm going right. to say yes, because people go crazy for their coffee. Yeah. Okay, so two for three. Uh, two more. If I encounter 
a scary stranger on the trail who will save me. Ooh, this is kind of similar to the the thought you had with um, you know sharing the tent. This is more just like encountering a stranger on the trail who will save me. Just in general. Yeah, like they're like they. I don't know. Maybe they're just kind of nervous and they just think that you know it's it's scary out there and I'm kind of you know crossing Ooh. paths with these strangers. What if I'm hiking by myself or I've been separated from the group and. I feel like this is a loaded question. Uh, so if I, so I'm hiking by myself and I'm, I'm trying to give you, I'm trying to figure out a scenario where this might apply, where you understand the question. Cause it sounds like you're confused. Right. <laughs> no. You're like, you're like, wait, if what? We're hiking in a group and I come across somebody like, <laughs> <laughs> if we're hiking in a group, uh, I'd say absolutely no. Uh, if I'm hiking. Okay. And I don't know. I don't, I don't know if newbies always have access to groups. Right. I would hope so if they're a newbie. Like, they're just, like, mm, wandering outside get... by themselves, newbie. But it happens. So I'd say, I would say, yeah. Like, if I'm out there by myself and I, you know, some mountain dude comes along. Or if I'm a woman and I'm out there by myself. Right. Uh, yeah, I'd be a little concerned. Like, I don't know if people saw the movie Wild with Reese Witherspoon, but there was some weird scenarios in there that uh, would be concerning if I'm a girl, for sure. So I'd say, yeah. Yeah. I think it was rated R, so I did not see that movie, just, just so you know. Different standards, my friend. Different standards. But yeah, um, what if I told you I was I was actually on a backpacking trip and somebody was coming up the hill and he was carrying mm-hmm. a shovel over his shoulder? Would you be scared of that guy? <laughs> Is it a ranger? It was a ranger. <laughs> <laughs> that would be my first question. Is it a ranger? He was like going to go dig out the, the backcountry of the train. <laughs> <laughs> Problem. I solved that little riddle, yeah. didn't I? You did. Um, uh, yeah. You get that one right, though. That was that was actually a concern people have. There's stories of, for sure, kind of yeah. s- scary stuff in the backcountry. But again, it's so minimal that the chances are so small that it's just not gonna. I mean, just, the likelihood is just almost zero. So it's like one of those things. Like you're never worried about something happening until it happens. Unfortunately, right? You know. And, and if you want, if you're if you're really concerned about that, and you want to, you know, like you're a solo backpacker, you just can't right. find friends that are willing to go, which was a problem with me for years. Then I think that you can, I mean, you know, consider going with a guided trip, guided group. There's lots of different groups out there that go yes. all over the place. And it's not like, it's not like, a, you know, you're climbing a mountain. It's not like a mountain guide. It's just, right. you know, they have somebody who kind of plans the trips for you. And it's usually a pretty fun group of people. Yeah. Strength in numbers, for sure. Right. Okay. Last one. Yeah. What if somebody sees my butt sweat marks? <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, your butt sweat marks? I want to say yes, but I'm going to say no in general. Okay. Yeah, I just threw that one in just to, to come full circle, and I think people are concerned about butt sweat, but not maybe not as bad as I first mentioned. I think so. you're trying to promote this as an epidemic, and it's not going to happen. That's what I think. It's, it was uh, Dixie mentioned her video, and I just thought it was funny. So just because Dixie it mentioned it doesn't mean people are concerned about. It. I have never even thought about that until you mentioned. Right, butt sweat. N- neither have I. And that's why I thought it was funny. Now you're going to be paranoid about it. No, I'm. I am embracing. It. I told you, I made a video about it. Okay. All right. Yeah. So stay tuned for that one. So, okay, no is the correct answer for that one. You got four out of five, my friend. I'm going to pass you on this trivia. Yes, well done. Yes. Well done. And even the one I missed, okay. debatable. So maybe we'll throw that one <laughs> out. That, and, uh, that one's pretty clear cut, actually. We'll throw a high and a low out, and I'm three out of three. Sweet. All right, so there you go. Uh, I'm, I'm still down one trivia to you at this point, and we'll see how it goes. But all right, got a few tidbits for you today. You had asked about, can you yeah. use your water filter on this last um, episode to filter pee? Mm. Yes, Remember that I question? Do. Yeah. So I, 
I did some research, looked it up, and the answer is no, you cannot. Really? So it's it's just as dangerous drinking it filtered versus unfiltered because all of the contaminants and Mm. the chemicals and stuff are not getting filtered out. So you're at the same risk, essentially. So that that probably applies to, let's say the electricity goes out and your water goes out. You cannot filter from your pool, probably, I would imagine. Uh, Ooh, yeah, I think... People will drink, like I've, I've heard of people doing that, drinking pool water to survive. You can drink that. I mean, you're just going to, I'm sure that the chlorine and other chemicals like aren't good for your body, but it's not mm-hmm. going to dehydrate. I don't know. I don't think it's going to dehydrate. It depends upon how concentrated it is, but that's an, okay. Now you're asking another question. I didn't research this one, so I, I don't know. Well, there's different types of pool. Like my, my pool does not have a lot of chlorine. Okay. It's got like a, a special different type of thing going on. Right. But um, I don't know. I know there's a little bit of chemicals in there, so I was wondering, you know, gotcha. the filter's not really going to... I was curious like how that would affect right. that, but... Keep researching. Okay. Well, keep going. no, I'm, I'm kind of done. I don't want to keep on researching th- different things in the filter <laughs> because that was last week's episode and we're moving on. So Very well. you can research on your own and you can have a tidbit next week. All right. Uh, next one is... So I put out that YouTube video about kind of the intro to our channel. I'm going to start releasing some videos. It might. I'm going to try to relate them to our kind of our current episodes. So I already mentioned the butt sweat one. That's kind of a silly one. But I did put out the video on the water filtration last week and kind of what that setup mm-hmm. looks like with the yep. cheesecloth and such. Um, in this process, though, a listener, Mike C., discovered that I had made an error with spelling the word YouTube on my first video. And you sm- yeah, wow. you didn't notice it. You saw the video with the error. You didn't see it. I, look, I just, I'm your friend, dude. Okay, I'm just going to love what you do. I thought it was like I a think pun or something. You just didn't notice. You tell bad jokes, so it's hard for me to discern right. sometimes. Like, is it a bad joke? Is it just Carl being funny? It's not a joke. I know he's not a great he speller. Thought, he thought maybe I did it on purpose, but it, no. So, yeah, I'm not always the attention to details guy, so I missed that one. And I, I rely on my friends, such as you, to help make sure things mm. are on the up and up. And unfortunately for that one, right after I processed that video and then um and then you know released it like my computer crashed and so fixing that is hard but i'll, I'll get it fixed one day uh, one, one day. day okay um last All one right. last one there's been a recent review yeah. on the apple podcast app uh from sputnik mm-hmm. i think that's his username on the app and like he had it. he had a I fun like review it. i liked it but there's one part where he says like what's going on with rocky like are we gonna have rocky on the show more so Something like, mm. we need more Rocky on the show. So my question to you is, do we need more Rocky on our show? Look, Rocky's always fun. I'm going to say this up front. He's, uh, he's a football man. Right. And when football season is in, in full swing, he's coaching. He's like almost impossible to get a hold of right. uh, for downtime. So I would say until football season's over, that's probably a no. Uh, for sure. But after football season, we, we could try to suck him in here for, uh, for some fun. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think he's definitely going to come on and we want to have him on and do kind of a recap for some stuff last summer. And yeah, yeah, we would love to have him on, but he is, yeah, you're right. And and even when it's not football season, he's hard to track down and get a hold of. Yeah. Like at a specific time, but we... He is. Yeah, he, he, you are not the first person to ask for more Rocky, so we appreciate that. Thank you for that. And that's all I got. I think that's it. That's going to do it for us, guys. Thanks again. We will see you next time. On the B&B. And remember, guys, if Carl finds something in his pants, he's going to probably turn him inside out and think that he's better. Have a good one.
guys, there was another, there's another embarrassing question. Carl, I don't know why. I, I feel, I feel convicted. I need to bring this up. He doesn't like to talk about it, but like, this happens on like every, I want to say it's happened like four or five times. Like, you know, he'll come over to me, he'll grab this, he'll grab, like he runs out of deodorant and then he grabs like a can of bug spray. And he's like, give me your deodorant. And I'm like, uh, and before I can answer, he'll just start spraying his armpits, his, his, his growing area, like with this deodorant. And I'm like, bro, what are you doing? He's like, I have deodorant. I'm like, it's not deodorant, it's bug spray. He's like, no, it's not. Like, how do you know that? And I'm like, I don't really say anything. I just point to the can and there's a giant picture of a bug on there. Join me, Chef Jean-Paul Bourgeois, and the whole crew here at Duck Camp Dinners every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. One of the most legendary shows in the outdoors is on Waypoint TV. Don't miss Primo's Truth About Hunting, Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.